podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Unlike Chessie's phone, it looks like this season isn't going down the toilet after all. Again, and he's got it. Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three. Hello, I'm Charles. This is Danny. Hi, Chessie. Hello, and Neil. What's up? This is It's All Cobblers to Me, the podcast dedicated to Northampton Town Football Club, The Cobblers. Coming up on this week's show, Danny spends an afternoon with the Northampton Town ladies team. We find out what thoughts you've been sending to Neil's postbag this week. And we're looking ahead to both Stevenage and Crawley with a little help from some friends. Uh, do we need to explain the um, Chessie's phone thing before we start? We probably should. Chessie had a little incident, didn't you, Chessie? I did indeed, yeah. Do you want to may... tell the listeners what happened? <laughs> may or may not have had my phone in the back pocket of my jeans and dropped it in the toilet. But I love the fact that you, you the podcast was the first thing I thought of to send a message to because I knew one of you would reply instantly with a ridiculous joke, which I was not wrong. Therefore, I then knew my phone was actually alive and well, and it was all okay. It's exceptional. The things that happen in our WhatsApp group should definitely stay there. I'm Nicky Adams, and it's all cobblers to me. Uh, So we start this week with a smile on our faces. After an early scare and a disallowed Newport goal, Andy Williams put the cobblers ahead in the fifth minute. Sam Hoskins then finished off a glorious team goal in the second half before Charlie Good waved goodbye to Jim Ilmat as the exile striker received a second yellow card in stoppage time. After last week's poor second half showing, was that the result that was required? Yes. (laughs) It was, Charles. Um, because we needed a win, didn't we? So the answer is yes. <laughs> he's, he's answered no. the question, Charles. You can't. He has. To be fair, he, oh, no, no, no. I'm not. Not at all. Um, has that relieved a bit of pressure off of Keith Curl? Then in your eyes, Neil. Obviously, I think you were starting to turn. Maybe that last wasn't. week. Yes, you were. <laughs> no, I predicted two-one victory. You might have predicted a two-one victory, which was wrong, but. Yeah, it was it was the most right though. <laughs> it was the most out of all of us. Yeah, fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Uh, I, I think say, it's probably go on, Danny. You were there, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I think it has relieved it a little bit, hasn't it? Um, but I'm not completely convinced still that we're going in the right direction. There, there are a few better signs on Saturday than there was before. Um, negative. <laughs> it's, it's negative, negative Danny. Let me explain, Charles. <laughs> calm, calm down. 
Um, what was I saying? Yeah, it's, it, it was a good performance. I thought there was um, there's a lot of positives to take from it. Um, I think we could easily have drawn the game if uh, if we'd have carried on the way we were going. I think that at 1-0, there was always a chance that Newport were going to come back and, and nick a goal. And I think if they'd have done that, then they, they would have drawn or even won the game because it started to take a similar pattern to how we'd, how we'd gone before. Um, it's it's like Danny. Yeah, going, going <laughs> a goal up. We were one so, ahead, so if they'd have scored, we could have drawn. Well, <laughs> we could have done, but they could have. We could have scored again, so we could have won. It. So, oh, anyway, what yeah. I'm saying is, I'm tired. somebody, somebody, find Gary Lineker's number. He needs to replace <laughs> Alan Shearer on match of the day. <laughs> um, yes, we. Uh, I think we could have won, lost, or drawn, and we ended up winning. <laughs> What I was trying to say is the end. <laughs> the end. See, this is what happens when you try to make me expand on the word yes, Charles. <laughs> we, we, That's fine. That we, is absolutely we were one nil up, fine. Right? What happened is we were one nil up and we started to sit back and then we scored a second and we needed it because we could have drawn it if not. <laughs> let's uh, let's get some coherent chat from uh from from chessie i'm I'm gonna go to you mate because i think you might be the only sane one out of the three or four of us tonight mm-hmm. um so the cobblers lined up in a 4-1-4-1 formation according to danny um do you think that means that we should get rid of the whole mysterious curl he loves three five two thing to be honest i think that no matter uh how we're playing or performing and no matter really where we are in the table Keith Curl is always going to tinker with that squad. Um, he's been known to do it for years and years and years, no matter what club he's been at. So I think he will always do that. And I think uh, us as fans need to be a little bit more patient with him, I think, um, when he does do that. Because once he's got um, kind of momentum going, I think it will be a bit more effective. I don't like it. Personally, I'm not a fan of changing things all the time because I don't think they're settled. And I think when he's playing with a formation that means they're able to stick to an exact game plan and know what they're doing, they're much more effective. But I do think he is always going to change that. The formation perhaps worked this weekend. Maybe it was a week in Newport side. You you can't really judge it at this stage in the season because we are still fairly early on. But I do think that perhaps... Going forward, it needs to be a little bit steadier. It needs to be a little bit more, not predictable, but a little bit more balanced and a little bit more um, stable. The argument that I think quite a few fans would have is that you have to maybe change your tactics every week because you're facing a different opposition. I understand what you're saying. You want to settle lineup and things like that, but you know. Keith Curl is one of those managers, isn't he, Neil, that, that likes to set up to nullify the opposition. He does. Um, Doesn't do it very well, though, does he? <laughs> Sorry to interject. Poor Keith. But... Poor Keith. He's had a good victory on the weekend. <laughs> um, I actually disagree a little bit and think last year he was very Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Um, but this year <laughs> he's been a little bit more consistent, I think. He has made changes, but... It's nothing like it was last year, and and some of the changes he's made have been influenced by injuries or whatever it may be and stuff. So I think he's he's start Harry Smith not being as good as he thought. Well, yeah, <laughs> um, but I think he's been he's, he's starting to become a little bit more consistent with his 
selection of who plays and stuff. And I think he mixes it up a little bit. And I think to a point, you're right, Charles. I think he, he does seem to pick a team or pick pick a formation based on who we're playing, which I don't necessarily always agree with. Um, to be honest, ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't really care what formation we play. As long as we win, I don't really have a care in the world. I kind of agree with Neil on that. I kind of agree with Neil. I don't really care what formation they line up in as long as they play. Mm, it's about the intent, isn't it? Again, um, how we how we're setting up and how we how the players have actually shown intent to actually play and and commit themselves and stuff. And I think on Saturday we definitely saw a lot more of that about our players. There was a lot more intent from them. There was a lot more fight from them. And we, I think, we really stood up to a physical team. On Saturday, which we haven't necessarily done before. That, that's really good to hear, actually. In fairness, Danny, I think because as you, as you say, I, I, I lately, and by lately I mean the last what three years, we, we've been pretty weak, haven't we? Whenever we've come up against a team that basically is is fairly strong, we get bullied easily, and therefore can't play that that sort of stereotypical lower league basement divisions type football. Um, that that maybe you need to play. I think something else that was evident as well was some of the characters are starting to appear, aren't they now? Um, which again we haven't seen this season yet. The the actual characters of the of the players coming out and the the battle and the togetherness of them. And I think it is quite a together group from what I can see. Uh, when they score a goal, a lot of them gather around and sort of jump on each other. Um, they are communicating with each other pretty well over the pitch. Charlie Good, I think, is. Really coming into his own as a captain. Oh well, uh, come on. He's, him... he's given us the best moment of the season to date, hasn't he? <laughs> he has Waving been... off to Mill Matt after he received his second yellow card. Fabulous. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's everything you want in a captain. It's <laughs> exactly what you look for. <laughs> apart from, apart from um, succulent fish fingers. I wonder. I wonder where you were going, Danny. So did I. I was concerned. I was worried. <laughs> I mean, I did see a tweet actually earlier on today. I think from James Hennigan, which was which was saying, Henners. Henners. Charlie Good is now getting. He's, he's very good, and there's a there's, they're having a little game in the press box. He's very good about actually. Him drawing, him drawing free kicks. Um, you know, drawing the foul. I should say. He's brilliant at that. He's, he's fabulous, but apparently the stats are that he's he's the most fouled player in League Two so far this season. Clayton Donaldson is, right? is is in second place in that little stats table. Um, I thought he was so, third. I thought um, Good was third, third most fouled, most fouled defender. I was it most? Ah, oh, right. In that case, I apologise. But he's, if he's up there, he's up the there. Top, yeah, like, he's up there somewhere. Yeah. And I mean, I, we've been crying out for that. I mean, as much as. I don't want to use the word cheating. It's not, is it? It's being clever. Clever, yeah. Economical. With the Ooh. truth, yes. Um, but <laughs> I think that we've been we've been crying out for a player that does that for for years. I, I don't. I don't know if you guys can think of a, a cobbler's player from, you know, the past where, you know, has literally basically been clever and economical and, you know, won those free kicks that really he, he shouldn't be doing. I can. Um, yeah. but, I, but you can name Rick every Savage. single team in the country that plays against us always has a player that does. Ricky Holmes was great at it. Uh, do you know what? You're ruining my point. Yeah. Eric Sabin, like Danny said, he was brilliant at it. Eric Sabin was brilliant at everything. True. Yeah, that man could do anything. Was. That's very true. Do you know he built his own house as well? Did he? 
No, I imagine was it, it was it an Eric was it an Eric Cabin? It was an Eric Cabin. <laughs> oh dear! Well, look, let's go from one striker to another. Eric Andy Cabin. Williams. Eric Cabin. Andy Williams scored his fourth goal in five games on Saturday. Did he though? Well, <laughs> ah, there we go. This is the question: own goal or not? It was goal bound, though, wasn't it? It was goal bound. It was it was going in. It's one of those that the defenders will just turn around and give it to him, won't they? <laughs> that defender, that defender sat there like, yeah, you have it, Andy. Yeah, he doesn't want it on his record, does he? That own goal at all. But I mean, that's why I was quite surprised that Michael Flynn, after the game in his post-match interview, stated that it was an own goal that that opened up the scoring for them. And it's like, well, hang on, it wasn't like it was a massive deflection that should have been cleared, and you know, or you know, it was crossed, put across the box, and then tapped by the defender. As you say, Danny, it was goal bound. It was going in, and he's hacked it into the net rather than out of it. It was a good finish, wasn't it? Michael Flynn moaned about, in his post-match interview, he he moaned about both goals, said they shouldn't have counted, which basically is saying that they deserved a point and then went on to say that's to take nothing away from Northampton, though. Hmm. And it's like, well, you are doing, aren't you, mate? So I, I think it was a Williams goal anyway. I think it was going, like Chessie said, it was going towards the goal, wasn't it? It was on target and the, the defender just helped shovel it into the top corner for us yeah mm. it was, it, it, you, you can kind of lose that for the finish of it can't you it was a really good finish um, by calling it an own goal you kind of take away from what Andy Williams did but I, th- I thought it was another good finish and whether he's got it or whether he hasn't it's good play for him and my new uh, new fave is Andy Williams well I, I tweeted at the time that if he stays in the side he'll get 20 goals this season easily I would imagine and as long as he doesn't come out and tell us that that's what he's going to do, like Kevin Van Veen did, he'll be fine. But it's not that type. He's not, is it? No, not at all. Um, but I mean, it, it does certainly look like Curl has finally found his his star striker, and he was here all along. Yeah, and you, you can see when he came off as well. There's, it was notable that he shook his hand and said a few words to him as well. So whether something's changed there, I think it most likely has. And like I said before, it's probably because of. Um, the incompetence of Harry Smith that Williams has got his chance. So, um, but sometimes you find them gems in the wrong way, don't you? In a different way. He looks to be um, working harder, I think, a little bit. And not to mm. say that he didn't work hard anyway, but he looks to have taken it up another notch um, in terms of sort of hairing around and stuff. And I mean, Keith Gale did an interview, didn't he, where he said he was overly critical of him last year and stuff. So maybe it's part of his man management process, but. I don't know, but it's working, isn't it? And I think I think you're right, Charles. I think he'll he'll definitely get up and around twenty goals if he stays in the team. The thing is, what you've got to remember with um, somebody like Andy Williams, you know, these footballers are also human beings as well, so they've actually got a livelihood to make. So he doesn't want to be sat on the bench for a season just tapping in a goal every now and again when he's brought on, on as a sub. You know, they're playing for a contract, they're playing for their their livelihoods. They need football as much as the club needs them they need a career so he's he's not going to be satisfied with sat on the bench just coming on on 70 80 minutes in the match because for him that doesn't show any progression I don't know whether he's got kids and a family you know he's got to pay a mortgage just like we've all got to what I like about Andy Williams is that he's not come out and moaned at all like ever um and he's, he's not come out boy. and moaned <laughs> um and yeah, he's got he's no social media. Account, and he's either. taken his chance. Yeah, he, he, unlike a certain player that went to Scotland, I mean, there's there's oh, yeah. three to choose from there. Um, you know, 
there were no cryptic clues given on social media about the way that he was feeling about being left out of the squad or anything like that. No sort of lightning of tweets and, you know, where, where fans are saying, oh, he should be starting and all this, that and the other. It's just head down, get on with it. There's no egos. I don't think that generally there isn't a problem with um, personalities. Like Danny said earlier, I don't think we've got that deep-rooted problem of having those really toxic players within our dressing room. I think he's managed to eliminate that. And Keith Curl does actually, um, in his defence, deserve a lot of credit for that because that was a huge issue last year. Massive issue. BDK, he's back. <laughs> One thing I know you were excited <laughs> about, Danny, uh, was the... Mm. Uh, egg, 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 egg. Did he live up to the flight? Which is ironic, considering you're vegan. <laughs> I'm not actually vegan. Uh, he's, he's just <laughs> <hip>. <laughs> <laughs> This is the opposite of vegan. Eat steak every night. <laughs> Yes, uh, Egli Kajar, or however Neil wants to say it this week, did come on as a substitute, did come on as a substitute didn't he, Danny? And, and uh, he's uh, your new favourite player. Kajar. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but I just like saying egg, egg, egg over again and annoying you. Doesn't ignore no. me, you carry on. Yoshi egg, hard-boiled egg, soft egg. All types of eggs. Poached eggs are the best eggs. I'm Alan Neil and it's all cobblers to me. Does anyone miss Junior Marias? No. Mm. Not yet. But I feel like we might do later in the season when nah. we need that extra player to come on. Who's no. Not I, I really but I've got think. Billy Waters yeah, for that. exactly. We've got Billy Waters. The gold machine, Billy. Right. And we've also got a January transfer window to come. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, I do think as well, I think I said this when I did the roundtable podcast with you guys when I first came on, we, at this football club, we have this dreadful habit of living in the past. You know, that player's gone. He had a great, you know, run when he was playing in the first team and he was a really decent bloke. by all, Those 10 minutes he was fit. But by all accounts, he was a really decent bloke. But we have to let go of these players. Football is not, you know, football's not there um, to create people that live and breathe clubs anymore unfortunately i wish it was but it's not i've entirely exactly we don't we don't live in an era where footballers come to clubs to create their whole entire career it's football shifted in a totally different pattern and we have to follow that as a football club because otherwise we are holding on to what's left behind and that's not healthy that's not good for that kind of opinion and atmosphere in amongst the fans we have to focus on what our job is this year with the group of players that we've got and then I think we'll be a little bit more positive because I think sometimes we can be a little bit pessimistic unnecessarily yeah Danny I'm counting yeah, myself yeah, in that Danny. as well. I asked a question about Junior Marias and I answered it. <laughs> the, the other so you asked, the, you asked a question about Egli Heya. But... Yeah. Hey, the, the, the other player that you could actually say the same thing about, as we've just sort of talked about Richard Hope. with Junior Marias there. Duncan Spedding. <laughs> Colin Hill. <laughs> Andy uh, Morrow. No, was uh, the next Steve Morrison, or that's what people are calling him at the moment, oh, Joe Darren Stamano. Oh, Oh, don't start joking. No, I'm not talking about him, Charles. No, I'm not having it. I think people have this problem, don't they? Chessie's absolutely right that when players leave, fans then think they were better than they actually were. Like, I even saw someone the other, that's three or four weeks ago, suggesting we should try and re sign Lawson Diaf. And 
when he was here, I mean, he wasn't that great at all, was he? And it's people forget, and the people that have played for us, they're like, well, you can guarantee you next summer some people will probably be like, well, we should probably have a look at Ash Taylor again. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant with the Marias thing, I, I, I do feel like we're going to we're going to miss that type of player coming off the bench. Um, I don't think we've got that type of player coming. I know you said Billy Waters, but I still don't think he's completely what we need if we're going to be fighting for the top seven. Um, God, just leave him alone, Danny. God, so Danny, we've got Vidane Oliver on the bench. on the players. Well, Vidane Oliver's another kettle of fish, isn't he? He's, 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 like, he's on he's, his own. He's, he's like two times the size of Junior Marias. He's like double the player. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Eggly Kadja. Hey, yes, Giles. It's all right, isn't he? Well, is he all right? Though? I mean, is he? He missed, he he missed an he easy did, chance. Um, he did a trick. Good. Um, and that's enough for me. It's yeah. come, it's come back on, to man. me. All is forgiven, Sam. Uh, we're all is forgiven. What a beautiful overhead kick that was! He didn't reply was. to our message on Twitter, by the way. Well, I wonder he? why we've hammered him for the last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Season. To be fair, I mean, Daddy, it was too little, too late. That's that's what that message was. was it's it? far too little, too late. Just like yeah, just went off me, and you can't come falling back with your tail between your legs. Is that that kind of thing? Was it? Essentially, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a poor um, behaviour from you. No, For a brief tapping. moment, Danny, I thought you, you when you started talking about Sam Hoskins, I thought you'd written a poem. And then I was massively disappointed when there was no poem. <laughs> there once was a, a boy called Sam. He liked That'll his eggs it. and ham. <laughs> oh, no. Stop now. Hey, yeah. So he come on then, tell us about the actual goal. No, stop. Tell us about the goal. A goal he did steer. <laughs> that second goal, really though, miss. was quality, wasn't it? From that, from the very it the was, build it was up good, um, straight away. You talk about Andy Williams, he closed down the keeper, didn't he? And that, it's something you don't notice at the time, but when you look back at it, you see, see him closing it down. That all started the whole move. And do, you, do you really Goose, think that, that had an yeah, effect? Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. Yeah. But the keeper, keeper just has to do it, doesn't he? The thing that I've got with this is that the keeper did still clear the ball and it still went a distance, it still made the halfway line. And it didn't go out, you know, over the, 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 the throwing line or whatever that's called, the byline or whatever. It He did clear it. And then, obviously, Charlie Good just, just chests it down and, and does a, a marvellous sprint towards the box. I mean, he's made him I, rush into the... He's rushed, into the tip, yeah, he? and he's not aimed it towards where he's... So he just had to hoof it and get rid of it. Yeah, and he hoofed it so He hoofed it into Charlie Goode, who uh, from my memory of watching the highlights, he was kind of on his own. There weren't many people around him. So he didn't... Oh, he storms I know, forward. I know he does. Goode. He storms forward to get it. No, but, but to, to actually chest the ball But he was, he was going nowhere, was it? It was going nowhere. It was just going to an empty part of the field, you know? It was going mm. nowhere. So actually, it did put him under pressure because he'd have found a Newport player if Andy Williams hadn't charged him down, I'm sure of it. Basically, Charlie Goode turned into Franz Beckenbauer. He turned he into. Sure uh, did. He turned into Hazza Maguaza. Hazza Maguaza. Harry Maguaza. I've told you, stop giving players nicknames that are rubbish, Danny. So yeah. So uh, anyway, at the end of the day, decent pass into Chris Lines, who was nice and unselfish, and just uh, gave Sam Hoskins a nice little tap in, didn't he? Yeah. he? Chris Lines feels like the type of person who would give you your la- his last smarty. We gave all those homeless <laughs> people, didn't Rolo, we? His last smarty. Yeah. To read his last Rolo, Danny. No, smarty. Rolo, definitely. Can't eat Rolos, professional footballers. Rolos are great. Good point, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> I actually saw Andy Williams shopping earlier and he didn't have any Rolos in his basket. <laughs> so I can What confirm. did he have in his basket? Uh, a lot of healthy stuff that I've never bought in my life. Couscous. 
No, I've got a couple of those naked drinks. Oh, I love them. Ooh, but I'm, I make my own though. I go, I go even better. Did you go with the new blue one? No, it looked like a green colour. I wasn't looking too. That'd be the spinach mm. and kale one. <laughs> Big John Kale. <laughs> <laughs> Carl eggs and John Kale. <laughs> Yeah, this is what happens. We don't know what to do, do we? That's the problem. Uh, um, uh, so good overhead kick. Bloody good three points, league. though. We should end it. Bloody good three points. They were unbeaten this season. They'd only conceded two goals. Well done. Good victory. That result sees us climb the table to 15th. Heady Heights, I'm sure you'll agree. E-I-E-I-E-I. Or do you? <laughs> we'll find out in this week's post bag after this message. It's All Cobblers to me is completely free and available through all podcast providers. We want as many Cobblers fans to listen as possible and you can help us. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on the Twitter. Just search It's All Cobblers to me and get sharing and retweeting us. You can also leave us a review on your podcast app. iTunes is a good one. Just search It's All Cobblers to me. Click five stars and write your review. Keep letting us know what you like about the show and anything that you don't. This show is for you, the Cobblers faithful. Thank you for listening. Neil Postman Neil Postman Neil is black and white cat Postbag time, my favourite time of the week. So we've had a what are you laughing, Danny? Uh, I don't know. Good. Uh postbag, we had an extra special message this week, didn't we guys? We did, we did. yes. And it was from Pedro Pedro, yes, Pedro. Cosentino. Pedders. Good old Pedro. Pedro. And Pedro is based in Argentina, isn't he? He is. Yeah, all the way in Argentina. I believe he is based 30 kilometres outside of Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I'd say it, yeah. Good, yeah, good. Uh, and he has recently got into following the Mighty Cobblers from far, far away. Do you I think it's how- amazing, isn't it? Do you want to know how he got a- into it? I do, yes. Take a guess, Charles. Um, I'm going to guess that an intrepid explorer from Northampton uh, went to Argentina. He crossed the Seven Seas, and as he arrived on the shores of this far and distant land, he stuck a cobbler's shirt on a flagpole and and declared the land Sir Keith Curls. Uh, Incorrect, Charles. Oh, shame. Surprisingly. Um, actually, what happened was, uh, do you remember Ash Taylor's, Ash Taylor's penalty at Cambridge last year? Did it land in Argentina? It's landed, it's landed in Argentina. <laughs> it's it, Pedro, on the head. Lucky to survive. <laughs> like one of those balloons that you released. Yeah. Yeah. Name on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, actually through, through the, the wonders of FIFA 19. Um <laughs> I think I don't know why he must have just been looking for a team to play with, and I think he ended up choosing the Mighty Cobblers. And the rest is no, no. as why, they why say, then when you've got the Mighty River Plate <laughs> on your doorstep, who knows? Well, you know, it's a, we're a big draw out in Argentina, aren't we? So, um, yeah, and he's been following us ever since on on the Twitter and on Facebook, and he watches the highlights on YouTube and gets involved, listens to the podcast, says he doesn't understand much of it, which is, I think, much the same for most listeners, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it is when you're talking, yes. Nice, yep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's exciting, isn't it? 
It is. Welcome, Pedro. Welcome, Welcome to Pedro. the Cobbler's Faithful. And we should say, keep your eyes peeled the next week or so for a bit of a special message for Pedro. We'll say no more. <laughs> Do we want some more post so back? We will see. Yeah, yes, please. Yes. Yes, yes Neil. Let's have some more. We're filling our boots. We're filling our boots, are we? Right, okay. Um, let's have a look. So we asked for your thoughts and comments after the game, like we do after every game. Uh, let's have a look and see what we've got. Uh, I'm just scrolling through the Twitter. Uh, Charles, you've replied <laughs> to, your, to your own tweet. <laughs> we'll, ig- we'll, ignore, the illusion. <laughs> we'll, we'll ignore. We'll ignore that one. Um, so, Paul. Paul on Twitter uh, says, bang on tactically, tactically, and that second goal was a joy to watch. Massive lift in mood after a tough week, but in the back of his head, he's thinking we're going to get done 1-0 on Tuesday night. We're crying out for consistency, but then I'm just stating the bleeding mm. obvious. Yes. Which he is, isn't he? That's what it's all about now. So, Mr. I follow NTFC, who is he's in the UK from Thailand. First live game this season. He watches all the other games on the iFollow app. Great win. Really beginning to look like a side who can do things. In Keith, we trust. Mm-hmm. More to come. We've got Luke Thoday. Is it Thoday? Is that how you pronounce it? We'll call him Luke. So Luke says, uh, okay. easy, comfortable. Wouldn't have thought they were second, especially with no shots on target. Just hope we play like that for most of this season. Mm-hmm. Genuinely worried mark. where that tweet was going at first. Easy and <laughs> <laughs> Neil Henderson, some of the best football we've played for a while. Can't believe that two miserable old gits still moaned all the way through the game. He had to tell them to shut up in the end. Oh. One of them looked like Danny, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't moaning. He was just talking about vegan, that vegan sausage roll from Greg's that he had earlier. <laughs> uh, Tom Chiswell, excellent win. First game in a long time that you can't remember them having a chance. If we can play like this against the good teams, then we're right on track, which is good. It's all nicely positive, isn't it? Well, wait. Uh, Gary, <laughs> uh, uh, I've been critical of BDK, but I have to hand it to him today. Selection was spot on, and until injury, until he was injured, Williams gave Newport a torrid time, allowing Linesy to play. Lil Sam was great again today, fully deserved his goal. We got lucky, but it was executed perfectly. Sean sure McWilliams played a little bit further up the pitch, didn't he, this time, Danny? He, he, looked, like, yeah, right? he looked like he was in more of an advanced midfield position. Not quite number 10, but a little bit more the further one on of the midfielders, um, which was interesting. I've never really seen him play that before. And he did a good job. And he's, he's starting to be one who's coming into his own a bit more. And it's such a shame to see what happened to him. But um, Well, I think we can say now that he's been given the all clear, hasn't he? Oh, has he? Oh, he, he has. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, he's been given the all clear today. So it looks like it was perhaps just a virus or something. Mm. So. Yeah, I think Keith... Uh, or acid it, reflux, I think Keith suggested. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was suggested that he was coming off the back of a... Have a little cold or something. He had a bit of acid reflux, mm. um, which is, you know, I'm I'm glad that that's all it is. Mm. Um, but I would still maybe, I don't know. There's a part of me that's still a little bit worried. Um, you know, yeah, you got to. What with everything that, that's happened, Liam Barnett, obviously Fabrice Mwamba, as being the kind of, you know, main, you know, obvious one. Um, Mark Vivian Foey was that who uh, also. Died on a football pitch in Africa. Um, the thing is, the thing issues. is, yeah. now um, uh, the technology behind it is so much more advanced, isn't it? So they're able to track everything 
their heart rates from yeah, minute really one to minute nine, yeah, 90, it's so good. it's really, really good. So I think we're in a much better position to assess them and a much better position to say, yes, you're fit or no, you're not. And if you look at Leon Barnett, which was you know a terrible thing for him to have to retire when he did, but actually, aren't we lucky that we've got that at our disposal so that we can say, do you know what, you can't play? Because effectively, it's, it saved his life. And, you know, if there was a problem with McWilliams, then it would have been picked up very quickly. And it was picked up very quickly. Good. We've got a bulging bag, by the way, so we need to we need to crack on. Um, so Robert Butterfield on the Twitter says name. another fine... He's a solid name, isn't it? Bob Butterfield, I think I'd call him. Bob. Oh, Bobster. So another fine home win by the Cobblers. have to say, Cobblers. you you moaners need to revise your assessment of Hoskins. He thinks this vindicates Danny, mm. which is stunning. Um, but you can't disagree mm. too much with it because actually Hoskins has definitely improved this year. And he's. And I made the point on Twitter, actually, on my, my personal Twitter account the other day that his end product, he's, he's, we're getting end product from him now. And yeah. someone, I think it was uh, Ian Townsend, replied saying, well, it's not that much different to last year. You've got to remember last year was over 40 games. This is over eight games. So he mm. continues in, in this vein of form and, and continues like this, then he's going to be a big improvement. I will say that we are definitely seeing a much better Sam Hoskins this year. I mean, he's coming into his prime now, isn't he? I mean, how old is he, Danny? You'll, you'll be the best person to ask for that. How old is he? Check the poster, Danny. It's got to be about 28 now, isn't he? Uh, 26. 26. 26, yeah. So, yeah, he's coming into sort of the prime, you know, what they call is the prime time of a, of a football player's career. And maybe maybe now he's... But he's got better players around him now as well, hasn't he? He's got, he's got quite, quite a few better players around him. He's <laughs> got more football as well, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly yeah. that. And the, it's the players to finish off his chances that he creates as well. And he made all three goals yeah. against Plymouth. And would we have put them away last season? Not so sure. Um, we should say yeah, actually so, here that you know we're, we're going to try and be a bit kinder to all the players, aren't we? Going to well, try and mate, not... everyone bar Harry Smith. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, you know, we... donkey. <laughs> but we are going to try, aren't we? I mean, we've had a few people, few listeners, sort of say that we're, we're quite negative and, and we should maybe be a bit more positive. I mean, <laughs> you can guarantee that that in in about three weeks' time, when we've tried to basically turn around and say that. Harry Smith isn't as bad as everybody else is saying and trying to be positive about him that we'll get accused of, you know, just towing the the, the party club line. Mm. But, you know... Has Mrs. That's, uh, uh, has Mrs. Buchanan been in touch again, Charles? <laughs> <laughs> we had a chat about this, didn't we? And actually, you know, we just see it, say it as we see it. Mm. So it's just our opinions. It's like... Like I think we've we've always said all along about Sam Hoskins that he just needs to add end product. I think mm. He's now add, adding that end product, so he, he's he's doing well. So I think I, I think we'll still criticise where we see fit, surely, because I'm, you can't silence us, Charles. <laughs> I don't want to silence anyone. Charles is going to pro Rogers. I know that. We're... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, topic. Uh, like I'm it. just gonna. Uh, we're we're just gonna try that little bit harder to be. You know less more balanced yeah be more balanced and just be less negative towards individuals we'll still be negative where it's necessary about the team but um yeah we'll 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 try and be a little bit more individually positive shall we say good stuff the the bag's still bulging so i'll crack on um so we have got one from uh cobbler kev not the most exciting game tactical dalliance not entirely sure what what that statement even means. Um, dilly dally was half expect- ball, don't you? you dally, oh, okay. Yeah. Dilly dally. Like, who said that? Was it Claudio Ranieri? Dilly, 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 dilly dong. Dilly dilly dong dong. Mm. 
Uh, was half expecting Willow to be subbed after his early yes. goal. At least we know that Casey believes 16 games in is our place, so no excuses now. Halfway there and onwards and upwards is the confirmed way. Yeah, I want to pick up on that. Uh, I think, cause, um, that's what I was fearing as well, because when we were 1-0 up, um, Vidane Oliver started trotting down the touchline, warming up, <laughs> and I was like, this is what I was trying to say earlier. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> Careful. He was gliding down the touchline, warming up. Better. Um, so I was, this is what I was trying to say at the start, but I couldn't quite get my words out. Um, it did look like he was, was about to, it was day to day life chart. Um, I did, I did think. Forever. <laughs> so we're one nil up, right? We're one nil up. Vidane Oliver comes trotting down the touchline, warming up. And I think at that point, what's going to happen? What What's going to happen about 70 minutes? Williams is going to come off. Oliver's going to come on. We're going to shut up shop. But we scored the second goal and then Smith came on suddenly out of nowhere, not even warmed up yet. Um, and so I think we got pretty lucky getting that second goal because if we hadn't got it, I think Carl's idea was to bring Oliver on and try and hold on to the 1-0. How's a Smith when he came on on Saturday, because I know you were there, did he look like he was putting in a bit more effort than usual? Just because I saw someone on the on the Twitter suggest that he looked like he was, you know, tearing around a little bit more. Um, I wouldn't say tearing around. He wasn't like really on long enough to do much, but he, he was a, a presence. A then, Let's just say he was a presence. I'll leave it at that. Seems well, it's like always a presence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little bit more love for Sammy Hoskins from Phil Kirby on Twitter. Whisper it quietly, but for me, Sam Hoskins been player of the season so far. Defo gone up a level since last season. Testament to him for not listening to the haters and testament to BDK and others to keep playing him when it would have been easier to bin him off. That's actually a, a, quite a fair point, I have to say. Yep, can't argue that one. Uh, we've got Paul Evans. We've done really well. We defended as a team and attacked as a team. Considering the form of Newport, they were crap is basically what he's saying. Uh, Stuart White just needs this consistency every game now in a settled side. Shane Shane the Webster on Twitter. Uh, tacti- tactically Webber. bang on. Proper job done. I keep saying, I don't get the negativity on here. We're a work in progress. Two brilliant performances from eight, three average, three rubbish. But BDK is building a team. I'm happy with the progress we are making. James, very, very, very good points, I think, from Shane. Yeah, there. good points. Yeah, very, the, very well the words that keep coming up is consistency, isn't it? And that's what we need, isn't it? Now, it's, yeah, we get to this point, we it's the same goes Plymouth. We need to actually kick on, and we've got two games this week, Stevenage and Crawley, where I don't think it's bad to say we could do with taking six points. We need six points from them, and we should be taking six points from them. Final one is from you, Charles, actually, which basically says Keith Curl out, which I think is <laughs> misplaced. I did not put that. <laughs> uh, no, you didn't. You're right. Uh, that's it from this week's postbag. Well, actually, it's not because Ooh. Ooh. we have we have one final little uh, piece that was sent in um, just before we started recording. Um, so remember our Newport fan from last week, Phil, who isn't from Newport, he's from Northampton. Oh yeah, oh, yeah I know Phil, yeah, he's on the hotel end occasionally. Indeed, yeah. Um, he sent us a quick message. Um, Philbo. Philbo to his mates, by the way. He likes to be called. 
He sent us this message. Hi, everyone. Well, what a letdown that was for me. We never got going at all. Whether that was down to Cobbler's superior tactics or our concentration, distracted by all the Flynn to Lincoln rumours, I don't know. It was painful... It was painful... It was painful for us to watch. Deserved win for the Cobblers. It will be interesting to see if anything to play for by the time we get to meet on the final day of the season and whether both have the same manager. All the best for the rest of the season. Newport fan, Phil Adkins. There you go. That's, that oh, is lovely. the end of your post bag now. It's not quite. Oh. One more. <laughs> uh, well, it's not one more message, but one thing he said then hmm. about maybe it was a distraction of... Flynn being linked to the Lincoln job. I saw a, a stat on Twitter today that every team that had a manager that had been linked to the Lincoln job lost at the weekend. Really? Or drew. I think one of them drew, but no, none of them won. Mm-hmm. Was Pep Guardiola one of them? <laughs> <laughs> Guardiola was not one of them. <laughs> That's the end of the pack. On Sunday, the Cobblers ladies team played their second game of the season and second ever game at Sixfields. The opponents were Peterborough United, scum, <clears throat> and Danny was there. The posh ran out 3-1 winners in the end. But did they deserve it, Danny? Just about, I think, based on the second half. Um, I think our, our team are new to the league. We've just gone up. I think Peterborough finished second last season. Got quite a bit of funding and quite a bit of, um, of money towards the training and all the training facilities and all that kind of thing. So they are a bit of a step up from what we were used to last season. Um, but I think based on the play, it was a pretty even first half. We created a fair bit, of, fair few chances. But I think uh, second half, they, their kind of superior fitness showed a little bit and scored two late goals. But uh, good performance and good to go and see him at Sixfields. Sorry, PTS. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the Cobblers did win promotion themselves last year, of course, into the league. Um, they've had a change of manager over the summer and they've also lost a few key players too. Um, with both games ending in defeat so far this year, what, what are we thinking about their chances for life in this new division? Just slow starters, aren't they, like the men's? There we go. There we go. There we go. They'll get going again. Yeah, they've definitely got some good players um, in there. I think it's just about quite a lot of new players coming in and balancing out a bit isn't it they've you know there's the captain uh who's the captain sorry uh well is it Emma Dunmore it's, no it's um Alex Bartlett sorry who's the captain at the moment she kind of controls this one in the middle of the pitch I thought Abby Rebel Rebel um on the right wing had a really good game was she so the girl really that scored as well she I think she might have set up the goal um potentially mm. you mentioned there Chessie in fairness about Emma Dunmore she's actually moved to Kettering is she actually? Yeah, she's not at the Cobblers anymore. Quite a few of the um, last year's squad have apparently signed for Kettering as well. I'm not quite sure if there's Blimey. a story uh, to tell behind that. But also, I've noticed on Twitter that that one of the one of the um, sort of you know big supporters of the the ladies team, um, chap called Graham. He's uh, he's been going to watch Kettering as well this season rather than the Cobblers. So I'm wondering if there must be a might be a story somewhere going on that's uh, caused all of that. Uh, I don't know anything about any anything like that, Charles. I don't I don't get involved at that deep level. Um, but um, I don't know is the answer. Potentially. I think it. I think it's just refreshing, isn't it, to see them playing, you know, regularly at Sixfields or the PTS or whatever you want to call it. And it's it seems to be that we're really on board with women's football, and that it seems to be really um, integrating into the sport 
in the mainstream sport quite well. And I think it's just a very good advert, regardless of the result. You know, they actually do put in some good performances and, you know, they've gone up this year. So I think it is it's good. It's good for the club. Certainly is. I mean, I, I know that I think most of their home games are going to be played at Spencer FC's ground um, this season, but it's it's certainly been nice to see them play yet again at Sixfields. Um, I, I, what was what was the crowd like? The attendance like, Danny? Was there quite a few people there? Uh, it seemed like a fair amount. I don't know what the final number was, but it was a decent decent amount. I think um, good you know, good family atmosphere. Decent you know, mixed, obviously mixed between posh and cobblers fans. You don't get that every day, but um, you don't get that any day. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, so, were there, were there, were there, are you telling <laughs> um, me that there were Peterborough United fans in the West End? There was. Ooh. There was some cheers went up when uh, when they scored the goals. So, uh, um, I think should have launched your out. pie at them. I should have what? Launched your pie at them. No, it'd be a vegan sausage roll. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, good point. I was going to say it wouldn't be very. Should have launched, should launched your lettuce at them. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese and leek pasty. <laughs> so next up for the ladies is an away trip to Rotherham United on September 29th in what is sure to be another tough game. Rotherham have won both their first two games and sit on top of the East Midlands Women's Regional Premier League. Uh, but we do wish them all the best, of course. I'm Chris Hargreaves and it's all cobblers to me. Now, normally we would preview the next fixture at this point, uh, but because of the midweek game this week, we've decided to put both of our previews out as extra bonus content instead. So if you want to hear the thoughts of Stevenage and Crawley fans, you can do so by downloading, streaming and listening to the two separate mini episodes in your podcast feed. Uh, Do let us know whether this is a good idea or not by tweeting, emailing or commenting on our Facebook page. Uh, I know that Neil is specifically looking forward forward to hearing uh, from Matt from Stevenage one more time. Cannot wait. <laughs> but for now, it's time <laughs> for any other business. ADO Booth Royd. ADO Booth Royd. So, okay then, folks, let's hear your suggestions for this week. Chester, you go first. What's your suggestion? Okay, we should stop saying that Norwich have done the impossible by beating a club in the exact same division as them. Ooh, Danny? I've got a completely different route, Charles. Um, I saw that Ryan Lowe, the Plymouth manager, had a kickabout in the street with uh, some kids. And so I was just wondering who we would choose to have a kickabout with out of our former managers. And you're not allowed Chris Wilder because that's the obvious answer. Oh, okay. Right, Neil, you're any other business? Uh, I've got two, Charles. Ooh. I've been greedy. Go on, I've got either the, the culmination of the Ashes or the Harpole Scarecrow Festival. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 it's a tough one this week, isn't it, to choose which one of those to listen to um, or choose one of those to, to talk about. Um, let's go with how much time we got left, do you reckon? Shall we go with we'll, – we'll start off with, with Chessie. We'll go with you talking about Norwich and Man City. Go on. Okay, so I was a little bit – uh, bemused when I was watching the Norwich game the other day because uh, a lot of the Sky Sports reporters were saying, you know, Norwich have done the impossible. They have not done the impossible. We need to start giving them a little bit of respect. They've just come up to the Premier League. They've worked really hard at it. They've got a decent squad. They're competing well. They're a normal Premier League team. Since when has it become impossible to beat Man City? Man City are brilliant. They're great in their own right. They're millionaires, so probably not many teams, if any, are going to be able to compete with them at the top. But give the, the teams that are playing them a bit of respect. Uh, there's nothing normal about Norwich, by the way. <laughs> um, K- 
careful because their accent's the same as mine. But I think their point is their point. The point is right, isn't it? It's um, it's a fair point, and they do go overboard, don't they? When a when a smaller team beats one of the bigger teams, it's it's big news, isn't it? But you can kind of understand it because you know Man City are billion billion billionaires aren't they and the amount of money they've got and stuff and in, in the grand scheme of things although they're in the same league Norwich are a much smaller club with a, a lot less money and and that so I kind of understand it a little bit but ultimately yeah it's one club in beating another club in the same division it, it's mm. nice to see that Norwich have come up from the championship and they're still trying to say trying to play the same brand yeah. of football that all they were three have that, all that's three all three really that have good. come up have and they've got uh Timu Puki who I think is a genius no pookie, no party. <laughs> exactly, pookie party. Uh, the other thing about that is that was that game. It was against Man City when Delia did her on pitch thing, yeah. wasn't it? A few years. Oh, back. was it that yeah. one? Was it? Yeah. 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 I was really hoping at the end of the game she was going to come on, and you know she said, oh, "Where are you?" I was hoping she was going to come on the pitch, really pissed, and just say, "Oh, there you are." <laughs> <laughs> just to close full the circle. loop. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, right then, let's. Um, what was the other option? Oh, we, we're going to have to. Come on then, Neil. Tell us about the Harpole Scarecrow Festival. Yes, the Harpole Scarecrow Festival. World famous, you know. Really? Yeah, world famous Harpole Scarecrow Festival this weekend just gone. Both Saturday and Sunday it took place, Charles. Oh, two days. Two days of Scarecrow activity. It, there was a lot of Scarecrow. I'll tell you what, though. Was there a the Jason Friday... Scarecrow, anyway? There was no Jason <laughs> Scarecrow, unfortunately. <laughs> the theme this year, Danny, was music. Ooh. But let me tell you a few things about that, right? Friday night, there was vandalism in the village. <laughs> vandalism in the village. Does this involve your scarecrow by any chance, Neil? My scarecrow was vandalised. <laughs> tell everyone what your scarecrow was. Simon Cowell or Simon Crowell, if you will. If you will. Was there any Cheryl Crows? No, you know, ridiculously, there was no Cheryl Crows. There was about 73 Ed Sheerans. What? Ed Sheeran That doesn't work. Ed Sheeran Crow. There was, there was the Beatles, but they weren't even Scarecrows. They were mannequins. I went up and had a close look. They were mannequins. They weren't even Scarecrows. Cheats. Cheats. Yeah. Ridiculous. There was, a, there was a witch. What's that got to do with music? Nothing. Toy Story, nothing to do with music. Yes, it's got a couple of songs in it, but no, not having that. Ridiculous. <laughs> Critique of the Scarecrow Festival. But honestly, there was a UFO. What's that got to do? It, it was impressive, but what's that got to do with music? <laughs> oh, dear. Simon Scarecow. Ridiculous. That's what you should have gone with, by the way. Simon Scarecow. That would have worked better. Yeah, yeah you're right. That would have worked better. Um, yeah, a bit of vandalism Friday night, and the village got together and had a chat about what to do about it and decided to do nothing. So... Um, <laughs> So that was good. Uh, <laughs> there was a Clarence the Dragon scarecrow. I don't know if you saw the club tweeted it. I, I did, yes. Um, Again, not much to do with music. Yeah, what's but... that got to do with music? Nothing, but we'll allow it because it was <laughs> impressive. It was Clarence. Is that what you say? There was numerous... Yeah. yeah, I will allow it. There was numerous Boris Johnson ones, which was ridiculous as well. Nothing to do with music. More of a Guy Fawkes kind of thing than a scarecrow festival. <laughs> Agreed, totally. <laughs> I was disappointed with... Basically, my scarecrow didn't win, Charles, and I was disappointed because ours was an actual scarecrow. Are you surprised? I saw the picture. <laughs> my word, it was just—it was fantastic. <laughs> Trousers pulled up high, like Simon Cowell. Chest hair popping out, like Simon Cowell. Sunglasses, like Simon Cowell, and it was fully made of straw. 
What's the um, environmental impact oh, on this? Oh, my life. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, nothing because a straw can be reused if you there use properly. Go. That's why Just you checking. should use a proper scarecrow. Exactly. Those with mannequins and stuff, and those with other things made out of paper and all that. Ridiculous. You got to, if you're going to do it, do it right. It feels like people are taking creative license, and it's affecting the scarecrow festival. It's. Um, I'll tell you what it's doing. It's affecting the credibility of the festival and the village in- itself. And the after vandalism gate Friday night, and then these people that have cheated the system. And I tell you what, that UFO one, it got loads of votes. It's a UFO. <laughs> How? <laughs> and you know what he was doing? Like, it was very impressive. Don't get me wrong. It was, a, it was great. And he'd obviously spent a lot of time on it and he'd done a really good job. But you know what he was doing? He's playing the music from Men in Black. He was playing Here Come the Men in Black. Right. That's how he'd linked it to oh, music. This is, no, this is like people who go to World Book Day with like in, as a fo- in a football kit and say, yeah. I've come as the Liverpool annual. <laughs> It's ridiculous, do isn't it? it doesn't count. Do, do, do parents send their kids doing that? That's dreadful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one, I can confirm 100% that happens every single year. But have a guess how many people visited the Scarecrow Festival. One guess each. Um, 406,949. <laughs> it's, a bold, it's, a bold, it's a bold guess, Jesse. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many people live in Harpole. I don't, I've never Not been many. to Harpole. Uh, um, I, I'm going oh, go 3,200. Oh, that's Ooh. still high, I would have thought. Um, the the same the the capacity of six fields is seven thousand eight hundred and something. Oh, close, Charles. Ten thousand. Ten thousand visitors. Really? Busy. It was busy. Couldn't, couldn't get out. Couldn't get out. Couldn't get out. That's why I couldn't make it on Saturday to Cobblers. Couldn't get out of the village. Oh my word! <laughs> That's what we need to do, isn't it? Just make just make a scarecrow no. festival at six fields, and they'll flock. <laughs> they, they won't flock because that's what scarecrows are supposed to do. <laughs> oh yeah, Chessy lives in the land of the scarecrows. So, no, George, uh, oh, yeah. do you want me to put it in perspective? So, only five thousand people live in my town. So your whole town basically visited the scarecrow Twice festival. Twice over. That's how popular yeah. it is. That's mad. Wow. How many people live in Harpole, Neil? Apart from you and Polly? Not many. <laughs> I mean, I haven't counted, but... I, but you could. Is that I, what I you're saying? Know. But you could. No, there's a few more than that. I don't, I don't know how many exactly, but there's a fair few, but not thousands and thousands or anything how like that. How many scarecrows were there? There was, I'd say there was probably... The village really goes for it, and everyone gets involved. Um, there was a lot. There was a lot of scarecrows. I'd say there was probably at least 100, I'd have thought. So what was your favourite, other than your own and Clarence? What was your favourite scarecrow? There was a well, there was a there was a Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball, which I was very impressed. <laughs> That's with. brilliant. Did it win? That is brilliant. Not, I don't know if it won actually. Oh, uh, the, the winner to be updated on the podcast at a later date. I don't oh, know, um, but it was impressive. I was impressed with the Miley Cyrus. Some of them, I'll be honest, some of them were crap. And uh, I mean, maybe the kids helped them do it and stuff. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> some of them were terrible. And and some people, I tell you what, as well, some people had literally just put out a scarecrow. Like, and if you're gonna, there was a padding to bear. What's that got to do with music? Um, don't know the padding to bear theme tune. No, right, anyway, I'm gonna get angry. Let's move on. <laughs> There we go then, another It's All Cobblers to me, wrapped up tight. 
in a scarecrow. Don't forget to check out the Stevenage and Crawley previews. You'll find them in your podcast app alongside this episode. My thanks as usual to Danny, Chessy and Neil and the odd scarecrow for joining me and to you for listening. We're back next week and hopefully BDK's men will have climbed further up that league table by then as well. Goodbye. Bye, Ash. Goodbye, Ashley. Scrambled eggs. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.